Welcome back to the Varian Bros. We are the Varian Bros. And before we begin, I'll be introducing you to the team. Our first Varian Bro is Wicked. He will collect you like a Pokemon card and discard you. He'll give you Gengar and haunt your dreams. He'll be the best trainer that you ever be. I give you Young G. Stay gold, pony boy. Yeah. Our second Varian Bro is a soldier of fortune. He carries a sword on one hand and the other a chicken. I don't know why, but if you go after his fortune, you're going to get it one way or another, the sword or the chicken. I give you L charms. I'm saving up for a lucky rabbit's foot. Yeah. Our third variant bro is like Yoda and you are the Padawan. He will ride you all school year long like how he rode Luke Skywalker on training day. I give you the professor. My nails are better than Yoda's though. (laughs) And I am Mad D. I'll be your host for today. And before we begin the cow, which is comic of the week, I'll start off with the what if question. The what if question today is, if you had the chance to go back in time or to the future, what would you go and why? For me, I'll prefer to go to the future. Uh, I want to see those cars flying in the air. I want to see my hoverboard with me. And to go a little bit further, I probably want to see, you know, iRobots in society. See if, you know, robots will be, you know, in the mix of, you know, the human species and, you know. All that good stuff. How about you, Young G? Yeah, I'd also have to go with the future. More so like Biff from Back to the Future. You know, find out who wins what, make those bets, win, cash out. Okay, okay, okay. How about you, L Charms? I'm going to have to say I want to go with the past. I just want to head into the past, see how things were back then. I mean, it kind of sucked from what I've been told. But it's definitely something I want to go check out for myself. Okay. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. How about you, Professor? As a Hispanic man, there's not really a lot of places in the past I could go that would be great for me. So I'm going to go into the future. (laughs) (laughs) If you go far enough into the future, it'll let you go to the past. You know, like you can be like, oh, this is what we found out about all these societies and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, cool. Like I didn't have to go back in time to, you know, get some sort of virus that I'm not vaccinated for, you know, whatever, smallpox or all that other stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I'm good, you know, in the future, you're nice and safe. I mean, if you go too far into the future, there's nobody around. Okay, okay. All good answers. I like it. I like it. All right. So that being said, we're going to move on to the comic of the week. And l will be introducing Kang the Conqueror number two. Walk like an Egyptian in Kang the Conqueror number two. We last left Nathaniel going to the portal to escape certain death. He reappears and fights again Raman Tut. This time, he meets Moon Knight, a.k.a. Ravona. Together, they team up and Nathaniel dons the Iron Lad suit. But how does Apocalypse fit into this story? And who is Raman Tut? You'll have to read Kang the Conqueror number two to find out. All right, gentlemen, the floor is yours. What did you like about Kang the Conqueror number two? It's definitely a comic book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, like- let, me, let me switch the question around. What <laughs> did you like about Kang the Conqueror 2? No, 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 no. We could go with the other question. I mean, it's definitely a comic book. I, I did, you know what? There was a, definitely a panel or a, a scene that I really did like because the art looked pretty cool. And that's when they introduced the Iron Lad armor. And then there was that other panel where you got to see Kang fight the Fantastic Four for one panel. I actually really like this comic. I thought that it was really good. 
there was a part in it where you know it got a little confusing the i don't know if it's like a narrator voice or just like the omnipotent voice just kind of like confuses you a little because uh, sometimes you don't know who's talking from when you know and like you know this is like a time travel kind of comic series so you know you do get a little confused but i thought overall it was really good as al charm said there is like a very brief fight with the fantastic four you know you do get to see lots of war you actually get to see like blood and stuff in this comic like that's something that i've never seen in a marvel or dc comic before so the fact that you get this a new version of the moon knight she starts killing people almost immediately like that was really sick for me and as well as you know the story breakdown of who kang really is how about you young g what do you think about the moon knight and Kanchu being in the mix I loved it. They should. I think Kanshu and Moon and Moon Knight should always make an appearance in a Marvel comic. But overall, I think comparing it to the first issue, it holds up in general. I don't see it like lacking anywhere. I don't know. As for me, it just went downhill like after issue number two. For me, the reason why is because the storyline. It was I got lost. You know, it was confusing. I didn't really like it. Some of the scenes were kind of cheesy. You know, I think it's a little bit too much to have like a flying sphinx back in time. I do get it. Like Kang, the Conqueror, you know, is from, you know, another timeline. But still, that's, you know, it's too much. Too much for me. I did not like that part. I completely forgot about the flying sphinx until you brought it up. Like, there was a flying sphinx in this movie? Yeah, I think that was a little bit too much to to point out. That was Uh, amazing. (laughs) <laughs> i thought it was great i really? thought that it showed yeah, like cheesy come on it showed his power you know it was very of the era you know like if you're gonna go back in time you you know do you as s- they do in rome yeah, you know? that's what i was gonna say is do as the romans do yeah do as the rome? romans do yeah you know have a battle mech make it out of the coliseum you know you're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> you're not over here gonna have like the Rams new stadium over there in ancient Rome, you know, like, sorry, but you have to make it up the time. That's literally what the new, the young Kang the Conqueror did. He made his suit, the Iron Lad suit, and he was in the middle of Egypt. I mean, he stuck out more than a sore thumb. And I kind of like that, kind of like he going, him going back in time and taking like future tech to just conquer people. It didn't work against himself from the past, which is older. So somehow it works out time travel stuff. I, I like that part of it. I didn't like the, the comic book in general because of the same things Mad D just said. The, the voice, the person who's talking is, is not well written. He, he does get really confusing at times. And it could be what everyone's saying is like, oh, well, he's, we don't know if he's talking from the past or from the future. And I, I think they need to make that a little more clear. That's kind of what, what threw me off. To piggyback off that, I do think that the voice that's talking... I mean, it could be a completely different Kang altogether because he does speak about the older version, but he also speaks about his current, like, younger version. So it's like, you know, you do get lost. I I do acknowledge that point. But at the same time, as Ultram said, you know, you get to see him as Iron Lad and, you know, the history of the character. You know, young Kang is always Iron Lad. Older Kang is always, like, Kang the Conqueror and, like, a bunch of time travel shenanigans in the middle. I don't know. Was it just me? I didn't really see the whole twist of him being, like, Ramit. Raman Tut. Raman Tut. I didn't see that being him either. I like when he was like, "Oh, I'm, that's me." I was like, "Whoa! Oh my god! I didn't, I didn't know that." Well, I know that just from history, like from or not history, but from <laughs> from comic book history. Uh, you know, comic book history one hundred and one. You learned that Kang the Conqueror was Raman Tut. It's like Bruce Wayne and yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course, you know? of course. <laughs> Raman Tut, Kang. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I just knew that from like you know knowing a little bit of his background. I don't think that it wouldn't be a twist. Like, I think it was something that we kind of predict seeing, especially when he comes in on the Flying Sphinx. Like, okay, then we kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, it's canon. Yeah. Something I did like, though, I'm going to put this out there, the design of Moon Knight, the ancient Moon Knight, that was a really good costume design. It was, it was one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. It was pretty good. 
decent design. I like it too. Another thing I probably like is the you know apocalypse i like him yes. how he comes into play because you know in the past and like stories comics he is you know like they always show him like in egypt you know that's where he you know kind of existed you know and i do appreciate that and i do like that fact that you know they put uh, apocalypse in this mix so that's pretty dope yeah i think it's a good idea to have like another force maybe it's not just king versus king anymore maybe they team up face apocalypse together that's that's what they're probably going to shoot for I think it was uh, it's very good to have another, I guess, external force to, I guess, play in the mix. Now, the pacing of the comic book is, it's something that I both liked and disliked. I liked that the pacing was fast. So, you know, it kind of got through the story a lot quicker than the last one. But at the same time, I think there were parts where they should have slowed down so we can see more of the things that are going on. Like, for example, when the Fantastic Four come in, that's somewhere I wish the story would have slowed down and let us see that fight. I know the fight has happened already. I know that it's in different comic books, but you're doing an intro to Kang the Conqueror in this whole, I want to say five, six, six issue run. The thing is, you're doing a whole intro. You want to throw in some of those key moments, but not as like sprinkles on the ice cream. It's got to be part of the ice cream. Yeah, I agree, especially because, you know, like with everything going on, the MCU and all that other stuff, like a lot of people are going to be like, hey, who's this Kang guy? You know, like, I don't know anything about him. And this is what they're going to turn to. This is like, the series that's come alongside what's going on in the mcu so of course this is what people are going to look to and they're going to be like oh he fights the fantastic four but it's like oh well that story is actually in another comic you have to buy different comics and you know that's why a lot of people kind of really don't really know where to jump on comics which uh, we will be addressing later in today's show another thing that i kind of disliked about this comic it's an intro comic an intro to kang who's supposed to be the next big bad of the mcu but it doesn't feel like he's the big bad of the MCU. Like, he feels mm. like he's a red herring. Like, we're going to end up knowing all about Kang. And then, you know, out of left field, Mephisto is going to come out and be like, no, it was me all along. Would you say he's like an Ultron compared to Thanos? Yeah, you know what? That's kind of what, it, what I think it would be. You're right. I think he's an Ultron. I just hope he lasts more than one movie. I mean, I really wish I would have gotten more of Ultron in the movies. I was going to say, I think Marvel kind of fixed that. But, I mean... You never really know, you know, like the whole like, oh, we're only going to have this villain for like one movie kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I really hope they do move away from that model. I mean, yes, there should be villains that are only one movie, but come on, don't kill off my villains. Now, who am I going to, you know, who's the next big bad instead? Like, make them last a little longer. Uh, Another thing I didn't like about Kang the Conqueror number two is the Iron Lad. It's like, come on, this is not Iron Man, you know, he's like a wannabe type of thing. And yeah, it kind of threw me off because I didn't know he could, you know, turn into, you know, that Iron Lad armor. But yeah, I did not like that whatsoever. Another thing I didn't like is the love story. The old Kang the Conqueror, you know, kind of gave him the gist of it, like about this Ravona. But yet, you know, he still went through it and still fell in love with her and so forth. It's like, come on, dude. Like, you know, you were told not to, you know, fall in love. Especially Ravona, of course, you know, that's the way he moped about last issue. And then all of a sudden, he falls in love with her. Like, does he fall in love with her? Like, does he fall in love with all girls that he meets? You know, it's like, come on, dude. He's a teenage boy, man. You put him next to a girl, he's going to like her. Yeah, the first girl. I mean, the first (laughs) girl that, you know, was killing with him and, you know, decided to save his life. And, you know, it's cheesy. It's cheesy. It is cheesy, but I feel like. It says something about like, you know, destiny and not being able to break off from what you're always meant to do. You know, maybe there is some sort of predestination. Pre- yeah, predestination. In predestination the with this. Yeah, you know, 
you can't just tell somebody, hey, don't love, and then that person's going to listen to you for the rest of their life. Like, eventually, they're going to get tired of that, and they're going to do something that, you know, it's just in everybody's spirit to be that way. You you can't tell somebody, hey, that's hot, don't touch it. And you know that there's a good amount of people out there who are going to be like, I'm going to touch it. That being said, we're going to wrap it up and give our last two cents about it and then give it a grade. I'll go first. For me, overall, Kang the Conqueror number two, I did not like it. It kind of threw me off. I didn't like the flow of the storyline. A lot of things were going on. Yes, it, some things got rushed and some things, you know, I wish they should have, you know, slowed down like El Trines mentioned. Some of the scenes, like I said, are kind of cheesy. I was kind of disappointed. I really liked number one and then number two, it just, it kind of, it, it was a complete stop for me. I'm going to give it a Kawa bummer. All right. So that's my thoughts on it. I'm going to go ahead and pass it to Young G. Yeah, as for my thoughts, I want to say King the Conqueror 2 was just about the same as King the Conqueror 1. After reading the first issue, it gives you a pretty good impression of what you'd expect from like from here on out. I thought it held up. Not to say it was, you know, good or bad. I think in general, I, I'd give it a higher score compared to the first one just because it has Moon Knight and Khonshu. That's an amazing character. But overall, like it, I think it holds the weight that it had from the first one. And I could see it like still holding for the next few issues. So overall, I'll give it a seven and a half. The half for Kanshu. Oh, man, that half counts, huh? All yeah. right, seven and a half out of ten. Okay, okay, I'll take it, I'll take it. All right, Eltrans, how about you? I have to agree with Young G. I mean, it doesn't do anything different or new than the last one. It does move the story forward, so I'll give it points for that. And it does introduce characters that I want to see in this story. Like, for example, I want to see how Apocalypse is involved in the story. I want to see what happens to Kang in the next one. But am I really dying to see what happens? Am I really going to, you know, really waiting for that second or third issue? Nah. So I'm going to have to give this one a trash. Ooh, trash. Okay, okay. How about you, Professor? I really enjoyed this comic. And I really think that the next ones have the potential to be a lot better. I really like what it's saying, kind of, like I said before, about, like, predetermination and all this other stuff. We know that the romance between Kang and Ravona is doomed to fail, but there's still a chance that it might not work out that way. We don't know for certain yet. Like, maybe it is set in stone and she will die, or maybe she won't, and we can branch off into a new timeline with however it is that it's going to work. We don't know that she's dead yet. You know, he assumes that she is. And I really think that the tease at the end is like really enticing, you know, him going to Apocalypse and saying, hey, teach me how to kill me. You know, <laughs> I think that that's pretty bold. And, uh, you know, it is a team up that I think is going to be really interesting, you know, because in the first one, you know, you are introduced to him tutoring himself on how to be himself. But now it's like, hey, my enemy is also going to teach me how to be me, too. You know, I, I find that very intriguing. I hope that the next one is better. Right now, I'm going to give it an A-. minus. I Like I said, I really like where it's going. Hopefully, it sticks the landing. Wow, 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 wow. Mixed emotions, mixed gradings. I love it. I love it. Just something I wanted to point out. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but at the comic book shop I went to, they were sold out of this. Like There was nothing on the racks for King the Conqueror, so they were done with the, the issues they had. I don't know. Is that the same thing at your guys' shops? Uh, for me, when I went, I was able to grab it because it was on my pull list. But when I was walking, you know, down the comic book store, I couldn't find it or see it anywhere. I'm wondering, like, is it because they ordered, you know, less on this or is it because, you know, it was a really good story? You know, issue number one and it's a you know, good this story. time sold out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 
For me at my comic shop, I went Wednesdays. I went Wednesday night. I was walking around. I was trying to see if they had any different variants because the variant cover that I got, I wasn't really like a huge fan of. But I went and they only had three other ones on the shelf. And my comic book shop is not the most populated, I'll say. So I don't know if what Matt D said, if, you know, maybe they didn't order as much or if it is just a really popular comic hint, it's the second one. Yeah, I feel like it's also pretty rare. I think that that kind of also has to do with like what I said with the MCU and everybody is like, hey, who's this Kang guys? All right, guys, moving on to POW, which is pick of the week. Oh, yeah. My pick of the week is Monsters Kill Squad. This is by Crystals Gage, Thomas Giorello, and Diego Rodriguez. Uh, the publisher is Bad Idea. This is the same publisher that did Pirate Queen. This book is awesome. It's action-packed. Again, their cover and their team is called Monster Kill Squad. Obviously, they kill monsters. Yeah. I was going to ask, <laughs> what, what do they do? The uh, Actually, the monsters were uh, the clowns, killer clowns. It's pretty awesome. I mean, it has horror. It has killing action. They, the clowns transform to like creepy spiders. There's different kind of, you know, variety of clowns. And so it's Pennywise. I kind of got that vibe a little bit. <laughs> the way they reacted to and acted and all that good stuff. I kind of enjoyed it though, regardless. It was it was out there out of my, you know, comfort zone, but it was pretty dope. I really enjoyed it. If you hate clowns, maybe this isn't the one, but <laughs> but this is a great issue overall. What if you hate flying sphinxes? <laughs> oh man. That's another uh issue out there. <laughs> but overall, uh this is a great book and I suggest you know if you guys go see it, um you know, do pick it up. It is called Monsters Kill Squad. And it kind of reminds me of uh, Suicide Squad a little bit too. I the just attitude. got. A, I just got to know. You made a point of this last time. The um, Pirate Queen was seven ninety nine. How much is this one? This one because it's the same publisher. It is six ninety nine. Save a dollar. <laughs> Save a dollar. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pass it on to Young G. Yeah. So my pal Ow. is Invincible Volume Two. I do want to say before I give my review. It does revolve around comparing the comic to the animated series. And overall, both the comic and the show do a great job developing Marks, a.k.a. Invincible's character. He does come off as a teen who is trying to balance his life between being a hero and a, convention- a conventional human. And both medias convey his struggles very well. But overall, in terms of the comic, I do want to note that Omni-Man is a lot stronger in the books. I don't want to spoil anything too much about the comic and the animated series, but... And let's be real, the first episode came out like last, what? No, the beginning of this year. The way he takes care care of the uh, Guardians of the Globe is a lot faster. It's all in one page, more or less. Sorry for the spoiler, but I had to say it. Yeah, he uh, like heats up the bottle, you know, tests it out, you know, really takes care of them real good. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, if you like Omni-Man, if you want more Omni-Man, I suggest you pick up Invincible Volume 2 or watch the show. Okay, okay. All right. So moving on. How about you, L. Charnes? What is your pal? So my pick of the week this week is Primordial Number no. 1 by Jeff Lehman, Andre Serrano, oh, Andrea Serrano, and David Stewart. The space race has ended before it even started in this alternative history comic. Dr. Donald Pembroke has been assigned to Cape Canaveral in 1961, two years after the launch of the Jupiter rocket, which held two passengers, two primates, that died during that launch. But what Dr. Pembroke finds changes history. What really happened to the primates? And why did both Russia and U.S. abandon the space race in this timeline? 
what I really liked about this book has to be the mystery, the alternate timeline, and Space and Monkeys. I mean, come on. I love space. Mm, I love mm-hmm, monkeys. Mm-hmm. I, I had to pick up the book. So I went through it. I loved it. It's got a mystery. It's got kind of that, oh, what if we found something in space that scared us? And why did we stop going to space? And we do find out that both the monkeys and the dog from Sputnik 2 were taken by something. We don't know what it is. And we're given higher level intelligence because the dog actually talks. So go out there and get Primordial number one. It's actually pretty hot from what I've heard. Yeah, uh, my comic book store did suggest it too, and I did pick it up too. So looking forward to reading it. It does look very interesting. I see the cover. It's very nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the cover is very nice. I will have to say this, though. The artwork on the inside is not your typical comic book artwork. It's a little abstract, and I really like it. Awesome. Early Jack Kirby kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It looks really good, though. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. All right, moving on to The Professor. All right, guys, my pick of the week this week, because I'm very basic, uh, it is Future State Gotham, number five, obviously from DC, a Batman comic. All of Gotham is looking for the Batman after a terrorist attack leaves a bat shape in the middle of the city. The magistrate, which is kind of like the new age police force, is looking for the new Batman because the old Batman is quote unquote dead. But, you know, these are comics. People never really die. Sorry, Uncle Ben. But yeah, so, you know, the magistrate is in charge of finding this new Batman and they finally locate him and they have to fight to the death. But if you guys know anything about comics, you guys will know that nobody dies. (laughs) So the fight kind of concludes and you get to find out who's behind the terrorist attack, why they did it and what's coming next for Gotham. Another thing that I really like about this comic series is that, like I said, it's not Bruce Wayne Batman. It's actually a new Batman. It's kind of like a progression past finally like you know the old school style of like bruce wayne is you know 80 but he's still batman and you know everything's holding up like no you get to see kind of like new characters and like more development in gotham um again the only bad thing about this comic is that it is in black and white you know there's only line art you know you do get like expressions and stuff like that and you know some of the art looks good i do wish it was in color but you know don't let that keep you from this great great comic yeah, um, sounds like a two-for-one special, a coloring book and a comic. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So moving on to our next variant, how to get into comics. And the reason we're covering this is because you guys have been listening to us since episode one. Maybe you're new here and this is the first episode you're listening to. And you're thinking, well, how do I get into comics? And one of the biggest things when you go and get into comics is you got to enjoy what you're reading. I know when we all started and started talking about it, One of us was very adamant about not liking the comic series that we're reading. And that was not me. They kept reading it and buying it every week. (laughs) Gyeongji, tell us your experience with that. Yeah. So one of the first comics I picked up was Carnage, Black, White and Blood. And I did not enjoy it. I didn't enjoy like most of it, but I still wanted to keep on, you know, buying it, give it a chance, really read through the whole series. You know, maybe in the end of it, I could really change my judgment and more or less I I enjoyed to like it a bit more, but overall, I wasn't really enjoying it. But I figured, hey, this is my first comic. This is my first series. I'm just going to commit to it and finish the whole thing and give it, you know, like a fair score overall. I started reading comics because, again, I started, you know, collecting Marvel statues and then onto, you know, collecting graded comics and then onto, like, reading the actual comic itself. The reason why is because I wanted to know more about the character rather than, you know, just seeing what I watch, you know, on movies or, you know, on the cartoon shows. 
Yeah, it was very exciting. I do enjoy, you know, comics that I do read most of the time. You know, I do pick comics that are out there and on my comfort zone. But yeah, you know, I still give them a chance because sometimes, you know, it does surprise me. You know, it turns out to be a great story. Uh, one of the great stories I really enjoyed was the Noctura series. You know, that wasn't a, a typical Marvel you know, story or comic or DC. It, it was, you know, by uh, Image. Yeah, I, you know, that's how I got to like reading more comics because, you know, stories out there, you know, are available. And, you know, it's uh, a great opportunity, you know, to read more and more comics out there. Yeah, I think what Matt D said is really important. You do or you should do some research when you start try to see what kind of genre you like and obviously like different price points for different kinds of things my first experience getting comics was this podcast actually you always kind of hear about comics in the background like oh they're adapting this comic and this comic and obviously you hear about the comic from a bunch of different places if you're like me you know you actually like research the comic basically you do everything except buy the comic <laughs> um but now uh, this podcast gave me the opportunity to start reading them. Of course, I'm always usually on DC or Marvel. You know, that's just, it's kind of like home for me, you know, it's just like, okay, this is kind of the stuff that I like reading about. Eventually, probably I will branch out because I guess, you know, the stories aren't the most complex or, you know, just because like there are other things that interest me. But that's one thing that you do have to take into account with comic books is like, the price sure each comic book is like three four dollars but you know that can stack up very quickly i was like oh i want to read about oh green lantern batman of course there's wonder woman oh look there's an iron man comic this and that and then i was walking out of the store you know fifty dollars less each week and i was like hmm, well this is unsustainable there's also lots of different kind of things you can get like obviously the singular comics or you can get like the bound books which are a little more expensive but at least the story's all there for you or at least a big chunk of it so you know it really depends on how you want to consume this media and I think that both or all of us touched on different points that brought us here today. For example, read more comics. And that's kind of why we're here is we're trying to get you, the listener, to read more comics. And that's why we review and give you our picks and let you know what we like, because what we like might be something that you like. Also, the professor did bring up another point. You got to know what genre you like. And I think that's something a lot of comic book fans or the general public doesn't know is that there is not just superhero comics. There's a variety of comics. You got your superheroes. You got your love interest comics. You got your horror comics. Horror comics. I love horror comics. Adventure comics. Adventure comics. That's right. We, I mean, there's a there's a comic called oh my god, slip my the Bee Quest, which is basically a fantasy comic taking place in real time right now. So there's different genres out there: sci-fi, mystery, whatever you think you'll like. There's definitely a comic out there for you. You just gotta try it out. Yeah, uh, one of the comics that did we all really enjoyed and followed the series is The Last Ronin. Oh, yeah, The you Last know, Ronin. TMNT, come on, baby. You can't argue with that. That's like brings back childhood you know, days right there. It's a great storyline. Uh, I suggest you guys do pick it up. It's hot. We definitely look forward you know, to the ending of this one. And that's when we'll probably cover it because there's just so many things that come out week by week. I guess that's another thing about comics is that so much comes out and there's so much backstory to, you know, your DC and your Marvel characters that it could be intimidating. So how did you guys get past that intimidation of picking up a DC or Marvel comic without knowing the whole background of like someone like Spider-Man or Batman or Green Lantern? Do you have any tips for our readers how they can get over that hump? One tip that I have is, you know, you look for these jumping on points, which everybody says that, you know, and you're just like, what the heck is a jumping on point? You know, like there's this is issue 600. Like, what do you mean jumping on point? But that could also mean, you know, waiting for an issue number one, like we did kind of like with Secret Wars or Sinister War. 
the sinister we did do sinister Sinister wars number one yeah and so you know you can do that you know to see new kind of storylines or you know if you're feeling a little more adventurous you could kind of go back and read some of the older stuff like i said i wanted like a bound comic you know like the ultimates universe and stuff like that with miles you know if that's who you really want i did want to touch on something real quick that uh both mad d and l charms kind of skirted around you kind of have to know what you want out of these comics are you doing it to read them or are you doing it to collect them or are you doing it to hope one day you magically pick up a good comic and like it's gonna be a million dollars when you're like 30 you have to kind of do your research and know what you want before you jump into this i think that's a great point because i really particularly don't care about collecting the comic per se like i'm not gonna pick up the greatest variant and because i know it's gonna be you know get it signed by you know the writer and it's like no i just want to read the story i want to enjoy it comics that i have yeah i do bag and board them but they tend to be a little more more worn because i've read them either a few times or a couple times or there's comics i do have that are like nice and pristine because i read them once and i don't like them (laughs) (laughs) the professor brings up a great point you have to know what you're in for Apart from knowing what you're in for, you also have to know what's not for you. Like, I hear a lot, and this is something that I learned being on this podcast and listening to other podcasts and listening to other comics media. Sadly, the comics, I guess, review industry or just the comic industry itself has a very toxic community. Parts of it can be very toxic, and people will be like, no, I hate this comic. They're putting, you know, you know different politics in it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, I think. We have to realize that when you pick up something and you don't like it, it's probably because you're not in their target demographics for it. For example, I picked up Mom. I liked it, but I clearly knew this wasn't like a comic meant for someone like me. Like, it's definitely not, I can't relate with the character. It's a great story going into it, but I can't relate with the character. And maybe I don't have the same emotional impact that someone who can relate with the character would have. But I can definitely tell, it's like, hey, look, I wasn't in the target audience, but it's still a good story. It's still a good read. Definitely pick it up if you have the chance. That's really important to kind of know what you're after, because even with Marvel and DC, like there's 10 different Batman storylines, you know, chances are you're not going to like a couple of them, you know, not all Batman storylines are going to be good to you. Maybe you like a more serious kind of like darker, gritty detective Batman versus kind of like, you know, the Batman Fortnite thing that they're doing right now, too. Like I Definitely was never going to pick up the Batman Fortnite one, but I do like this new Batman that we're having. Like, he doesn't have the history of Batman, so I don't have to read about something that's had 80, 70 years of, you know, canon that I have to read. This new Batman is fresh. He's new. So it's just like, I get to, this is my new Batman, you know, that I get to grow with. But, you know, there are those older storylines, you know, you get to see the art and, you know, you get to see kind of what you want out of the comic. For me, it's like based off, you know, the characters that I enjoy and like very much. You know, you got Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain America. Uh, Those seems to be, you know, the popular characters. And they're always coming out with like new storylines, new issues. And yeah, you could always, you know, go back and, you know, try to read, you know, the old school, you know, series. Pretty sure they do have like the the reprints out there too. So you could go ahead and, you know, read those uh, on a cheap cheaper side of the price, you know, which is always good. So that's what I liked about too is like how, you know, comic book industries are reprinting, you know, you know, popular series. So you could, you know, pick it up, you know, on a typical comic book store. Another thing I like to add on is, you know, how to get into comics is, you know, you guys hang out with friends family you know you guys are always talking about you know i'm pretty sure you guys go watch out you know uh, marvel movies uh dc movies they hang out with us once a week yeah i mean 
I I host the comic book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you know, are you know throwing basically you know comic book characters, whether you know notice or not, you know, and it's just you know you just have to you know take that leap of faith and you know just move on you know to a comic book store, you know, like stop by, you know, if you see it and you know step right in, you know, they're always you know helpful. They always recommend you know comics if you're just starting out. Um, that's how we started. You know, we asked you know, hey, you know, what's a good story? Which issues are coming out? And you know, they always recommend you know stuff like that. So they're always family out there. The community is great. Yeah, that's another way and how to get into comics. Kind of, I guess, piggybacking off of Matt D's point of listening to your recommendations and the hype. Something for myself, I w- I had no interest in reading Moon Knight, but my variant bros and the comic book stores did recommend reading Moon Knight. And now he's one of my favorite characters. I think if you really listen and like look for the hype, like how you know the MCU and Disney's trying to push out Moon Knight, Nova, these new characters that are coming in the next phases, that alone is what you know is getting me to read these, read and learn learn about these characters and pick up their own comic. One point that we're kind of all skirting around: alternative way to get into comics. It, it's not for everyone, but just dive into the deep end. You know, you just gotta take the plunge. You know, if it's Spider-Man number 712, like, all right, listen, that's the one that came out. That's what we're reading. And, you know, we'll pick up the story from there. That, Like I said, it doesn't work for everybody. But, you know, you do kind of have to, like Matt D said, just take the leap, kind of bite the bullet and just, you know, pick up where where it's going at the moment. And, you know, you might like it or you might not like it. But either way, you kind of find out, okay, I don't really much like this storyline. There's other Spider-Man storylines or, you know, if you're if you're that lucky. Obviously, if there's like an indie title and you're like, oh, I don't really like Something's Killing the Children. Well, there's not another Something's Killing the Children, but maybe you'll like something else from the publisher because a lot of the indie publishers don't just have like one genre and they stick to that. There are some that do, but, you know, a lot of them do have like varied content. And I think if you don't want to take a plunge and go in blindly, that's kind of why we're here to give you our, like I said, perspective and our picks of the week. And these are comics that we've liked, but we're all a little different here. For example, some of us like more of the Marvel DC stuff and they'll recommend the Marvel DC stuff like the professor does. I myself like more of the indie stuff and I usually recommend indie books. Every now and then I might recommend, you know, some kind of a mainline book because I just picked it up and I liked it. Maddie is, is, is all over the place. <laughs> I'm all over the map, yeah. I like to explore, which is great. And yeah. Young G, he's actually given us negative picks, like picks that he says, don't read this one because it's not worth it. And those are good things to hear. Like, that's something we're trying to bring to all our listeners and to you is the picks that we like and the picks that we don't like. So that way, when you go in there, it's like, well, you know what? I kind of like what they said about this book. Let me pick it up and see it myself and read it. But now we're, we're touching on something that we've all talked about very briefly, the comic book store. I think that's something that's really important to getting into comic book store. Comic books is getting to the comic book store and finding a comic book store you like. Originally, I've been to, I had a comic book store in Burbank. It was really cool. Emerald Knights, if you're out there, definitely go check them out. But I moved locations. So now I'm not close to Emerald Knights. I had to find a different comic book store. And that's when I started going to Arsenal. And I really like Arsenal. Definitely my favorite comic book store. So if you're in Newberry Park or Ventura, Arsenal is the place you want to be at. For me, I just kind of stumbled into mine, really. I had to do some car maintenance. <laughs> and I was just sitting there in the room and they were like, oh, your car's going to be ready in two hours. I was like, oh, God. So I was like, what comic book shops are around me? You know, we were just about to start to do the podcast. And I saw this one, Galaxy of Comics. Shout out to you guys. 
I walked there and I was like instantly greeted and I was like, I really don't know what I'm doing. Like this is my first time in a comic book shop. And they explained to me how the whole system works. They gave me a couple of recommendations and, you know, they were really friendly with me and they just said like, hey, you know, like this is, you know, a pull list. This is, you know, you tell us what comics you want, we'll get them for you. And, you know, sometimes, you know, the comic book shop isn't 100% with your pull list. You know, sometimes you're like, okay, I wanted to read the Immortal Hulk one shot. I don't want the Immortal Hulk main series line. Like, please stop giving that to me. But I mean, you know, you kind of build camaraderie there. Like, you know, now I walk in and everybody knows who I am. They're like, hey, you're the podcast guy, you know, like, yeah, that's me. And they're like, hey, have you read this one yet? And it's like, okay, guys, chill. Like, I got 30 bucks to spend in here. Like, and like 25 of that is for gas. Like, I really just came here for one comic. But yeah, you know, it just, it's a sense of community. And like I said, you know, I got lucky that my first comic book shop was really good. Uh, there's one around the corner from my house. I haven't even felt the need to walk in there yet because mine is so good. Uh, as for me, I reside in Santa Clarita, and I went to a comic book store a couple of times, like different ones. The first one, it was okay, but the services wasn't great. So I went, you know, exploring to other comic book shops. And I found one, um, they're called Brave New World Comics. Uh, shout out to, to them. They're, it is a great comic book store, and they're always involved with the community, which I very like. Yeah, I like how they recommend, you know, the comic books. They always, you know, hit the spot. And the pull-ups, you know, they do a great job on that as well. They always, you know, try to, you know, like, uh, get me to buy, you know, the variants, because I do like, you know, <laughs> different type of variants out there. So they got to know me and I got to know them. And like I said, they're very uh, great at what they do. One thing I have to, you know, like limit myself is buying comics. <laughs> that always seems to be a problem. <laughs> if, you know, you know, really like to, you know, read more comics or like to collect, you know, because I also like to collect too. That's my thing. I like to read and collect. Sometimes, you know, if the story is really good, I'll buy, you know, another comic because I really enjoy it very much. And you know, wants to read and wants to collect. Yeah, as for myself, I, I normally tag along with L Charms and uh, Mad D to their comic book stores, pick up a copy or two. But also, uh, I guess another outlet maybe we could touch more or talk about more about is buying them digitally, mm, a digital yeah. copy. And L Charms has mentioned before a website or a source that you could purchase them. I don't know if you... Comixology? There you go. Comixology. Uh, I guess it's like a go-to when you want to buy your comics digitally. If you don't want to if you're not a people person like myself and want to go through the hassle of go and going to going to a comic book store and picking it up, then that's like another way to get into comics. Plus, you know, if you do buy comics prolifically, like, you know, I was doing at first, then they do stack up, you know, like you just end up having like this huge stack of comics. As for me, I don't really like to reread stories that I've already read. But I mean, you know, sometimes you do like to, but other times they're just like, okay, now I have this big old stack of comics here <laughs> that I have nothing to do with. And, you know, I don't want to give them away, obviously, because, you know, I did pay for them and, you know, they're still like good and new and maybe someday they might be worth something, but it's just like, they're here now. So buying digitally does kind of get rid of that in a way. But I mean, there are some people who are like, yeah, just keep stacking the comic books on there, like New Yorkers, you know, like... <laughs> One of the good things I will say about Marvel, with every physical copy you purchase, you actually get a code to have a digital copy. They're in every Marvel book, and that's really nice, and that's really cool. So I wish more comic book publishers would do that, give us that code for buying their physical copy so we have digital copies. Just a quick question around the room. When you go into the comic book shop, what was the thing that kept you there? For me, it's the atmosphere. 
and them being organized, you know, making sure, you know, what you order is always there on time because the first comic book store, let me tell you a story. <laughs> I purchased a comic book, you know, like a graded comic book, I should say CGC graded. And, you know, it was listed on their website. I purchased it. I go there, you know, the next day to go pick it up. And they're like, oh, we don't have that comic book. Our uh, system is um, three, was it three? No, five years old. So I'm like, really? That kind of, you know, just drew me away from them. And so that's the reason why I went to go looking for other comic book stores. And like I said, as long as, you know, they're organized, have, you know, your pull list, you know, there. I do get it you know uh, there are hiccups you know in the system and you know sometimes it's not their fault so you know but they're always there you know explaining you know hey you know sorry about it but we'll have it next next week so something like that you know i do appreciate and of course you know i'm not gonna you know go after them like saying hey i want my comic book now you know i totally get it and like i said as long as they're organized and like the atmosphere is great and you know the staff is awesome that's what it's all about uh, yeah, for me, it's very similar. I really do like the fact that I walk in there and they know me, you know, that's, I don't know, it's just very gratifying that they, you know, take the extra step, I guess, you know, when you walk in the subway, nobody's like, hey, you know, you're the podcast guy. Like, no, mm-hmm. you know, nobody, nobody cares about you like that. So I, I find that that's really nice. And, you know, I, I really do like that, you know, most comic book shops, I believe, are just kind of like, you know, locally owned. You know, they're not like big conglomerate chains. You know, you're not buying from Walmart. You're not buying from Amazon. You know, you're buying from Dave's comic book shop at the corner, you know, something like that. There are some that, you know, are more franchised, I guess. But, you know, at least they're not, like I said, they're not Walmart. They're not, you know, all over the world. But another thing that Matt D said that I really do like is like organization in the comic book shop and like my comic book shop, you know, obviously everything is like alphabetized and I've never really had an issue like buying a comic there. Like I'm like, oh, I really want this. Ah, it's sold out. I do like that most like all of the ones that I've ever wanted are in stock. Um, If they weren't in stock, it's because it's like an older issue that, you know, I I didn't jump on at first and I was like, oh, well, now I want number one. But oh, number one's not here anymore. So I have to wait for a reprint or something like that. And that's not my comic book shop's fault. That's my fault for not getting the comic book originally. You know, I can't hold that against them. But yeah, that's that's really what I do like about my comic book shop is that, you know, it's organized. Everybody, you know, knows everybody and like. Maddie said they do give out recommendations and a lot of the times they're right, right on the money about some really good storylines. All right. Something I'm going to say that definitely keeps me going for the comic book shop. Again, they're friendly. They know me, which you guys are saying they're organized. They got pull lists, which by the way, that's a big benefit. If you're getting into comics, if your comic book shop has a pull list, even bigger benefit. If they have a pull list online where you can go and choose your pool every week or set up something every week, that's really nice. But we don't only like comics like we like trading cards we like books we like manga and all that stuff that's what i look for in a comic shop can i go there and can i pick up the next booster pack that i want to buy or can i go there and look at the next manga that's really cool you know stuff like that those are the things i'm looking for do they have D D books do they have D D like miniatures there that i want to pick up and you know paint for myself so when i go to a comic book shop i'm not just looking for comic books i'm looking to see if they have card games if they have manga if they have trade trade backs like if they if they have a backlog i know some people are are into the dollar bin diving and like they just want to pick up dollar comics do they have that most comic book shops have these things but there's other comic book shops that are just hey we're strictly comics when you're picking your comic book shop make sure it has other things you like and want and make sure the people are friendly that's definitely something that goes a long way 
Yeah, um, I think that's really important. My comic book shop doesn't have trading card stuff. I wish it did. Like, I mean, I'm not going to hold that against them because obviously it's their shop. They can do what they want. But like, yeah, they do have manga and stuff like that, that whole little section. And, you know, I've looked around and, you know, it does interest me. But at the same time, like, it's cool to have those options. So obviously, you know, do your research, check to see. And, you know, if you're really not feeling the vibe of a place, there's probably other ones that you can go to, you know, like Mad D saying, you're not going to have a great time at every single comic book shop but the one that you're looking for is the one that you do feel at home at you only need one comic book shop you don't need five or six <laughs> it's like that's... hopefully you don't need five or six <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i just want to say another avenue to you know get into comics is comic con these oh, cons conventions nice. that you guys could go to yeah yeah there's a lot that you can learn from the people there or, you know, you see somebody walking around like, hey, that's a cool costume, you know, like, I wonder what that's from. You get to meet some like creators and some uh, other people there, you know, so it's a very interesting place. It's an awesome place. I very enjoy it very much. Like it's like you guys, you guys all attended for sure. Probably dragged you guys a few times. <laughs> We're not here to have fun. <laughs> But it's overall, only business. it's only business. I remember those <laughs> days. Overall, I mean, it's a great atmosphere. I mean, you see all the toys, the knickknacks, the paddywhacks, the comic books. <laughs> Give a uh, dog a bone. <laughs> the actors, the actresses, upcoming, you know, shows, movies that they, you know, uh, present, you know, for the future. Overall, it's great. You know, you take a lot of pictures, you meet new cats, new vendors. You know, you help support the community, you help support the vendors by, you know, purchasing whatever they're selling. I mean, they have all kinds of things. And yeah, it's a great place to meet new people, see people in costumes. Now, if you're in the SoCal area, and this is for all our SoCal listeners, and you don't have Comic-Con money, like you don't want to go to LA Comic-Con, you don't, you can't afford it. There's actually an alternative that's somewhat similar you won't get the whole experience but you'll get a vibe of what it's like and that's if you go to frankensons frankensons mm. has comic books frankensons has toys frankensons has collectibles and they got even got trading cards let's say it's a weekend you have nothing to do definitely head out to frankensons and if you're interested in comics you'll be able to find just about everything there they have literally just about everything and the thing about frankensons you get you got to know going in is cash is king so definitely take cash with you all the time <laughs> don't don't pay with card and don't be afraid to haggle a little bit for some of the older stuff because sometimes it's just been sitting there on a shelf and you can, you know, you'd be like, hey, how about I take all these books off your hands for like, you know, 30, 40 bucks. And maybe just one of those books would have cost you 40 bucks if you went somewhere else. So definitely go out there. And when I say books, I'm not talking about one single comic book. I'm talking about like, you know, those big collected edition of comic books. So definitely if you're in the SoCal area and you don't have a comic book store that you want to go to and you, maybe you just want to taste something and like see what the, what it's like. Frankenstein's is definitely the place to go to. And, you know, every now and then you get cheap comic books there, too. Uh, one more thing that uh, I wanted to add to this discussion is um, we've all kind of been skirting around this one as well. But it's just like have realistic expectations. Definitely. You know, not every comic book you buy is going to be great. <laughs> we've all all had some terrible comic books. We've all had to, you know, continue buying some terrible comic books because we're just like, maybe the next one will be mm -hmm. great. Or, you know, we have to discuss it on a podcast, even though it's terrible. But, you know, just, you know, have, like I said, have realistic expectations, you know, kind of thumb through it a little bit. If you're at the comic book store, you know, like see, okay, all right, this looks interesting, stuff like that. And, you know, really don't expect everything you buy to be gold. You know, even us here on the podcast, like, you know, Mad D and L Charms don't really love every single comic that we do here. 
even Young G has had his fair share of disappointments. Even with like your favorite comic book character, you're going to be like, well, I don't really like that story, you know? And you say that again. <laughs> and so like, yeah, it might not even be a comic book character. Like I said, there's, you know, Gods of Brutality, which was uh, recommended by L Charms, you know, that a really interesting series, but like, you know, maybe you, that's not be your Be careful speed. with the next words you say. Gods <laughs> of Brutality is amazing. <laughs> what was the, what was the other one with the, the hawk? oh murder falcon dude murder, murder falcon is amazing yeah like maybe that's more your style you know it's similar but you know it, it's definitely a preference thing and he's right the things that we like might not be the same things that you like and conversely maybe there's some things that you like that we don't like and we, we always take suggestions out there like if there's a comic book you are very passionate about shoot us a message on our on our page on our web page variantbros.com you go to the contact page say that there's a comic book you're really passionate about send it our way we'll check it out and it might you know it might be featured on the next episode maybe we should define some terms for people who don't really buy comics all the time ah, good point so like you know what is a tradeback so a tradeback is a collection of comic books so for example you have your single issues which most people another term for you guys is called a floppy but a tradeback will be a collection of all these single issues. For example, let's say something is killing the children. They usually collect the first six comics out of each of their series. So for you'll have issues one through six in one in one tradeback, issues seven through eleven in another tradeback, so on and so forth. So that's what a tradeback is. Youngji, uh, tell us about bags and boards. Yeah, bags and boards are meant to protect your comic. It's like a sleeve for your comic. It won't bend unless you really try. But it really it's, it does a good job protecting your comics and it keeps them in a safe, pristine condition. All right. What about a pull list? Like for people who don't know, who've never set foot in a comic book shop, what is a pull list? A pull list is you order, you know, in advance. And when it's, once it comes in, you have it already reserved, basically. It's not like, let's say you come like a day later and you see all the comics gone that you requested. Well, you don't have to like worry about it because they already ordered it in advance and it's already in their um, inventory for you to pick up. So that's what a pull list is all about. Is there anything, any other terms that you guys can think of that somebody might want to know what it is? Cow and pal. <laughs> <laughs> a cow is the comic of the week here on the Variant Brothers and a pal is the pick of the week on the Variant Brothers. But actually there is a term that since we were quizzed by the professor, it's time to pop quiz the professor. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell us, what is a one-shot? Oh, boy. <laughs> a one-shot is a comic that is only one issue. Typically, you know, it's just one story self-contained in its own little issue. You know, it's not going to be bound or anything like that. It's just going to be a floppy by itself. Sometimes, if you're really lucky, it'll have like a second little kind of mini side story on the back. But don't be expecting that all the time. They can be really, really good or just really, really disappointing because you're just like, I want more and there's, there's no more. That's all you get. All right, all right, all right. Wrapping it up, that'll be the end of issue number five, Kang the Conqueror and how to get into comics. Our next week episode is issue number six, Death of Doctor Strange number one and Let Heroes Die as a discussion. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Varian Bros. Uh, please like, follow, and subscribe. Also, check out our website at variantbros.com. Uh, thank you for listening. That's all for today. I remember my first grail. Stars and stripes. Hope you get lucky. Young G promised us 5 million views.